Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Tricia Julian, CIO at Baptist Health. In this segment, we talk about the long and winding road the organization has traveled to become an integrated system, how they applied lessons learned from a previous implementation when planning the EPIC build, and how revamping the governance structure helped increase physician involvement in the decision-making process. Hi, Tricia. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with HealthSystemCIO.com today. You're welcome. Happy to be here. So I think the best thing to do to get started is to get some information about Baptist Health System, um, what you have in terms of hospitals, some of the other offerings, and where you're located. Okay. So Baptist Health is an eight-hospital system across the state of Kentucky and in Indiana. Um, we also have employed physician groups throughout the state of Kentucky and in Indiana. Our care continuum is uh, anywhere from primary care in the physician office setting to acute inpatient needs to home care needs and long-term acute care. Okay. So I imagine that's a pretty significant geographic range that's covered. It is. We really do traverse from the eastern end of the state through the western end of Kentucky. And then again, we're in right now Indiana, just across the river from our Louisville market. All right. And in terms of the EHR environment, do you have Epic in the hospitals? And uh, what about the ambulatory care? Our journey with Epic, we started with our first go live in a physician office setting. There were some pilot practices that was back in October of 2015. And then starting in January of 2016, we rolled out physician practices in our Kentuckiana region, which is Louisville and LaGrange, Kentucky. We're incorporated within that Kentuckiana region. Those physician practices went live in January and February, and then in March, we brought the two hospitals live uh, in Louisville and LaGrange. Then we started towards the east region um, of Kentucky and we did physician practices in Lexington and Corbin in April and May. And then in June of 2016, Lexington and Corbin hospitals went live. In September of 2016, we started moving towards the western end of our state and sorry, in August of 2016, we brought Madisonville and Paducah physician practices live. And then in September, Paducah Hospital was live. And then we rounded out our journey with the last two hospital launches in January of 2017, and that was Madisonville and Richmond hospitals. Okay. So we are live on EPIC at all seven of our eight hospitals and all of the physician practices in our Kentucky market. Baptist Health Floyd was an acquisition during the time of our initial implementation phase. So Baptist Health Floyd will come live on the integrated IT platform, Epic, and all the applications that run in parallel with Epic. That will happen in 2019. Okay. And you've been with the organization through most of this time, correct? Correct. I actually joined the organization seven years ago. Okay. And when I joined... At that time, uh, prior to my arrival, Baptist Health had really um, taken on the strategy of employing physicians. And so they were onboarding a lot of physician practices that prior to joining Baptist had been independent. Mm -hmm. And 
we at the time, Baptist Health, did not have an electronic health record system in the ambulatory setting for the, those physician practices. Okay. So my first role with Baptist Health was Baptist had chosen to implement all scripts in the physician office setting, and I hired on uh, in the IT department specifically to bring all scripts EHR to those physician practices. Okay. And how long ago was that, did you say? I joined in 2011, and we were going live in 2012. And Meaningful Use, of course, was a really big stimulus to that activity since Meaningful Use was still at that point incentive-based, but in the not-too-distant future, that was going to shift from incentive to penalty. So they knew a move to an electronic health platform was necessary. Okay. And then I imagine it wasn't too long after that before Baptist started talking about putting the, the physicians onto EPIC. So let me give you some of the context for the dialogue. What was happening was we had an electronic health record in the hospital that was a McKesson suite of products. And when Allscripts was live in the physician practices, we spent a lot of 2012, 2013 trying to integrate that care continuum, physician office setting to inpatient setting and inpatient back to physician office setting. And there was just not the interoperability available to really support that care continuum for our physicians. So that's what started um, a search process to determine a vendor partner that could indeed meet our needs for that uh, interoperability in the care continuum. That selection process started in 2014 and led to the choice to move to EPIC. Okay. So having rolled out all scripts to these physician practices and then having to, to migrate to a different EHR, was that something that was a, a difficult sell to, to the physicians and those working in, in the practices who had you know, already uh, made a major transition? Yes, the transition to all scripts first and foremost was very significant. You just It's so disruptive. Many of the practices at that point were working still with paper records, which wasn't uncommon that there would be a transition for the first time from paper to electronic. So that was a massive change. And there wasn't a physician group formed to even decide what the electronic health record would be. Mm -hmm. I learned that after arriving here. And so there was some frustration from the physician community about not being at the table to understand what was going on, not having a voice to select the vendor. So I will have to say I admire the work and the energy that the physicians did put into uh, seeking to make the best of that adoption process even though um, or even when they were frustrated by not having a voice to it. When it came time to switch from all scripts to EPIC, the challenge of adopting the new technology was not nearly as significant as it was to go to all scripts. Um, right. Certainly there are differences in the way all scripts and EPIC function, and in some regards there are things that physicians would say to you they liked better about how all scripts approached it as compared to EPIC. In other circumstances, they like what EPIC had as compared to all scripts. My sense, though, in talking with physicians is they definitely do appreciate having all a patient's information at their fingertips in EPIC 
no matter where the care venue was at Baptist Health for that patient. Right. So then around the time that that process started to to select an integrated EHR, your own role with Baptist had changed, right, to reflect more of what the organization was driving toward with integration? Right. When the choice was made for EPIC, I was approached by the CIO and asked to consider serving as the executive director for the integrated EHR. Mm -hmm. And so what that meant was I was responsible for forming the IT teams that would be needed to build EPIC out and all the third-party applications that would go in parallel with EPIC. There was another executive director who managed those teams for the third-party non-EPIC applications, but I had the obligation to be sure that the project plan and the integrated testing that was necessary before going live on EPIC was accomplished uh, on time so that we could remain on time with our go-live dates that we had committed to and remain within our project budget. Okay. And you had mentioned before that there, there had been some frustration in the past from physicians. So is that something that you took into really serious consideration? Yes, we were deliberate. In fact, when we were rolling out all scripts as an organization, we didn't have, even at that time, a, a chief medical officer who had responsibility across the system for the employed physicians. We didn't have a centralized structure in that way. When we were going live with Epic, our CIO also served as our CMIO. So mm -hmm. he built a physician governance structure from the onset. Not only did we have physicians in the selection process, but when it came time to build out Epic, we actually were very intentional not only with the physician community, but all communities that were going to rely on Epic for patient care when it came time to make build decisions and validate how we were going to configure EPIC, we brought subject matter experts from those, um, each of those disciplines, those care disciplines, to the table with EPIC the vendor so that EPIC the vendor could describe the options that would be available for decisions for Baptist Health and then those that would be relying on the system for patient care could weigh in to make that decision and then there was no, wasn't really IT presence in those meetings so that we would then hear from those operational users about how it should be designed and then we designed to those decisions. Okay, and, and I'm sure that that's something that made a significant difference. It did. With that said, there were still individuals who had not taken part in some of those sessions, so when the product rolled out, they would pause to ask questions about why did it get designed this way, who made mm -hmm. those decisions. So even though we sought to communicate throughout the project about how we had governance structures and it was an open invitation for physicians to participate, let's say, mm -hmm. we still were cognizant that it was important to have that dialogue to answer those questions as physicians were going live and pose them such that they could at least understand how it was constructed and where input was gathered from. Right. And, and I'm sure that that's challenging because no two physicians are alike in how much they want to participate, how much they want to be involved. And so I am sure that, that it can be a challenge. It can, but I, um, I, I do, I will again applaud their many physicians who have stepped up and we had, when we were launching Epic, we did not have service lines 
stood up whereby you would have physician representatives and operational leaders come together to really think about workflows in a given service line. So let's say, for example, cardiology. So as we think about um, the cardiology service line and tools that we might need to support the care in that venue, it's very beneficial today to have a structure where physicians and operational leaders are engaged to understand the need that exists or, quite honestly, even be the ones to present the need that exists, seek to gain input from their colleagues, bring decisions to that service line, reach consensus about what the decision is going to be, and then carry that message back from the service line to their colleagues. That's a new structure and a new process for us, and it is really helping us move ahead significant ways with physician voice and administrative or operational voice informing uh, decisions and workflows and tools. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.